Welcome to Awake to Oneness Radio. I am Caroline Chang, your host. The mission of Awake to Oneness Radio is to inspire the world to awaken to the universal truth of oneness. Science is now teaching us that everything is energy, and that energy is interconnected and interdependent. In essence, that energy is one thing. And ancient wisdom and spirituality has been teaching the truth of oneness for eons, and science is now catching up. But this isn't even new science. The science of quantum physics is over 100 years old. So basically, what you do to another person, you are literally doing to another aspect of yourself. And when mankind awakens to the universal, universal truth, of oneness, there will be peace on earth. Today's show topic is What is a Soul with Karen Herrick. Karen, welcome to Thank Awake you. to Oneness Radio. Thank you. So, Karen, um, yes, you were introduced to me by a very good friend of mine, Sonia Rinaldi, and I'd like you to share your journey with our listeners. Okay, well, um, I'm a social worker, and then I have a PhD in spiritual psychology. Um, and I started out in an alcoholic family um, years ago, <laughs> and my mother was Catholic and my father was Protestant. And so there was always this discrepancy about who was correct. Okay. And, um, and then I left my family, um, of course, went out into the world, got married. Um, had three daughters, um, one, and then I got, I got divorced and was remarried, and I married an alcoholic like my mother, and okay. my, my whole um, thing in life was that I was never going to be like my mother, and so that's what I got myself in therapy, and, um, and really started learning and developing my soul, which is what I believe our life story is all about, is developing your soul. Yes. And so as a result, I had three daughters, and then I have eight grandchildren, and um, one of my my youngest grandson who was six at the time was in the car and said grandma i don't like to talk about this very often but i don't want you to die and i could tell he was afraid yes and i thought oh well we've never talked about this but isn't this nice he could bring this up yes and um so i said well you know usually you don't die till you're very very old and so i fibbed and i said i wasn't old enough to die <laughs> but that when I got old enough, my soul would come back and watch over him. Right. And so he said, Grandma, what is a soul? Mm -hmm. So then I had to answer uh, this question, which um, I started out with, um, I don't know, he had been talking about wanting to go all around the world and, um, and see all these different things. And I said, well, when you die, I said, your, your spirit body leaves and you go up to a place called heaven. And then you can fly any place you want to, like we were talking about before. And, um, and then I can watch over you as a soul and I'll be like a guardian angel. Yes. And so then he just started asking me questions about, you know, well, Grandma, won't you be bored up there flying all around? Uh, things like that. So I, I talk, we have our conversation in the book. Yes. And then I have a section for parents. Um, in the back if they want to you know read yes. that first let me but show I usually have the book the book she's talking about is grandma what is a soul it's a children's book right right 
Yes. And um, before that, I wrote um, another book about um, you're not finished yet. And that was about therapy and um, Mm -hmm. the difference between a social drinker and an alcoholic and then how you raise children in that environment or, you know, whatever you decide to do, how to help you do that. And then spirituality was always a part of being um, an adult from an alcoholic or dysfunctional home. Not Mm -hmm. everybody chooses spirituality, but it's always best if you do, I think. Mhm mhm well um when i think of spirituality i think of the true essence of who we are um yes. is a spirit we're 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 divine beings of light having a temporary human experience that we chose to have so yes. i i think of everything as being spiritual i know that people you know like to separate the material from the spiritual but I think of it, it's all spiritual because everything comes from spirit and goes back to spirit. So that's that's how I think of it. Yes. It's a big circle. Yes. yes. Just like yes. nature. You know, I always talk about, I do webinars on the internet for other therapists. Yes. And so I do, young, I talk about Jungian psychology mm-hmm. and I talk about life and death and it's, we're just like nature. You know, we, leaves come out and then they die and, and that's how we are. It's a cycle of life. It's just That's a, right. And, li- and, and it's just a life cycle and life is eternal. That's right. There's truly no such thing as death. Yes. So because I believe that the soul is created. Um, when, when we are created, the soul is placed in us. And, um, and so it's, it's, not, it's not born. It is just placed in us and therefore it can never die. Right. Right. The soul, I think of the soul as consciousness, which is yes. eternal you know it's eternal so um and that's great that you i have my grandson now is nine i only have one grandchild and i have um since i since he was born i've always talked to him about things like this so this was this is great that you were able to have that you know a a mature conversation on his level that's right write a book from that that's amazing that's wonderful well, he wasn't, he wasn't scared anymore. Yes. After 20 minutes, he said, Grandma, I'd like to stop talking about this now. I said, mm-hmm. okay, if you ever have any other questions, you know, we can always start again. Okay. Right, right. And that's the thing, relieving fear. Um, like, like what we're going through now with this fear of this coronavirus, it's more, fe- it's the fear that's more of the pandemic than the virus itself. That's true. And, and I even two weeks ago posted, I do um, video vlogs every now and then. And two weeks ago, I posted it, you know, it's more about the fear of this than the actual virus. Um, and now it's become a pandemic and everything is shut down. I teach at a, a learning center. I teach uh, piano lessons and I teach uh, three-year-olds and five-year-olds basic um, um, fundamental music and basic piano and can't teach. I found out I was supposed to teach Tuesday, yesterday, and they closed. It's like for two weeks. And I'm like, are you kidding me? So it's just, it's totally, and it's the fear. The, yes, and I, I've always known with the map, I stopped watching news in 2001. So I know what's going on. I don't have to watch news to know what's going on in the world. Um, But partly the reason I stopped watching news is because I I knew that the news was just creating more fear in this world than 
It doesn't show all the wonderful things that are happening. It just shows, I, I studied journalism in college and uh, the first thing we learn is if it bleeds, it leads. So the gorier the story, that's what they're gonna lead with. It's like, that's right. so it's, it's all about lowering our vibration. When we're at a time in, in, in our humanity to raise our vibration. It's time for humanity to go to the next step. And that's why I started to show awakening. So we need to wake up to who we truly are as divine, being of light, souls, spirit, whatever terminology we want to call it. But we know that aspect of who we are, which is who we are, never dies. It's right. eternal. It's right. eternal. So and share, the, great, share. the greatest energy is love. Yes. And, um, and that's what I told him, that we would always be connected because we have this energy of love. And of course, I believe in uh, spiritualism in that we can talk to spirits and that our, our deceased relatives are there and they're helping us and they give us signs. And um, I just find that that's very rewarding to me because I don't feel alone. Exactly. Well, yes, my son is in spirit. I launched this show five months or six months after he transitioned. And that's the word I use, transition. I don't use the word death. And I know that my son is with me. I know he's very proud of the show and he's the co-host. So he's here with us right now. Um, yes, our loved ones are never gone. And they're always trying to let us know um, that they're with us and they're giving us signs all the time. So it and when you know that, it's, it's a sense of peace. It gives you that sense of peace, that you know that they're not gone, they're still with you, and everything happens in perfect divine timing in, for a perfect divine reason. Even yeah. though we may not know that reason, and that we don't need to know, long as we know that everything is happening in perfect divine timing for our highest good and for the highest good of the, of the one, of the all, because we are all connected. We really are. Yes. 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 So um, share more because I know that um, you are working this book, which is great, which introduces the idea of what a soul is to children, which is a great thing because a lot of times we, you know, we feel like, oh, children won't understand. So we don't want to have that conversation with them. But it's so important to start as young as they, you can, because actually children are born with more of an awareness of the spiritual realm than we are. We, and, and what happens is it, that, that spiritual realm gets programmed out of them. It'd be great if a newborn baby could talk. Because yeah. <laughs> I can imagine what that newborn baby would be saying, well, I just left this heavenly realm to come here and help you guys. You know? <laughs> It's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. But so they actually, we actually, the babies can't, infants can't tell us what they know. And I think infants know a lot more than we do. And we slowly but sure, surely program that out of them. Yes. And I believe um, imagination, Carl Jung talks a lot about imagination yes. and how important it is that if you can imagine it, you can do it. Yes. Um, and, and some of the things that sometimes adults imagine, especially in the United States, um, people will say, oh, that's just your imagination running wild. Well, let it run wild. Exactly. And, and so a child could really understand the story that 
that I've told and because they can believe that you can fly up to heaven and that's where your soul goes. And whatever you tell them, they will have the, the image that their imagination gives them. Yes. And it's so nice. Um, I've heard from many people that have read the book and, and children that have lost their grandparents or their parent and that it's really been helpful to them to know that they're still there and yes. that they could talk to them, pray to them, but ask them anything and, and see and, and, and realize that there's a small voice inside of us. And I like to call that your intuition. Um, but maybe it is God talking to you um, through your soul. I have no idea. Um, but it's your intuition and you have to listen to that inner voice. Yes. And I think the more that we teach children that and that you can imagine whatever you want and we can, we'll try to help you with it. Let's just see where your imagination takes you. Takes you, right. And that's beautiful with children because they do, they're, they're full of play and full of imagination. You yes. know, and, and I was the same way. And I knew at a very young age to follow that inner voice. I like to call it my inner voice because it was like everything I did as a child, it was just following my inner guidance. And it wasn't always in alignment with what my parents or the adults or society wanted me. Yeah, but it was just this inner knowing. And so I couldn't talk much about my inner knowing because I was told children are to be seen and not heard. Not heard right? So I couldn't talk about it, but it was a part of me that I couldn't ignore. And thankfully I didn't ignore, yes. So it's, it's good to encourage children to you know, have that imagination. Many children do, I believe, many, just like animals can see spirits, many children are capable of seeing um, spirits. You know, all, many children have imaginary friends. Those yes. imaginary friends are not so imaginary, you know, but we, like I said, we kind of program it out of them, you know, that they, they are connected to the spirit realm and there are spirits all around us and it's not it's it's all about the love it's unconditional love that's what it is right yes. and it's so important i listened to a, a webinar last night on energy and uh, it was very good and then i was thinking one of the things she didn't say was that love was the greatest energy and then this morning i was thinking well, that's why we have to love ourselves, And that's what people forget about is you have to love yourself. And when you have that energy of self-love, you can, you can handle just about anything. Very true. Very true. It's very, cause it all comes from within. So if yes. we don't have self-love, we truly can't have love for another. Cause right. it, it has to start from within you. You can't give what you don't have. Right. So you have to have that love within so you can share that love with everything. And I think, remember how I opened up the show saying that everything is energy and that energy is interconnected and interdependent? My name for that energy is love. Yes. So yes. everything in essence is love. And, so. and I think what we're going through right now with the pandemic, uh, we're supposed to learn yes. um, that fear is false evidence appearing real. And I, I've been telling people, well, I like the Japanese model because what I've heard is that um, they were going to shut down their country for six weeks. So they did. And then after two weeks, they opened it back up again because they had contained the virus and it didn't spread. Right. And so I keep saying to people, that's what we're trying to do here. We're just containing something. And mm -hmm. you know, I wear rubber gloves when I go out. I haven't seen anybody else wearing rubber gloves. And I think that would be smart. 
And um, I just stay six feet away from people if I have to go to the grocery store and just be calm. And what I always say too is all is well. Right now, I'm talking to you. We're having a wonderful conversation. Um, I'm feeling good. It's a beautiful day. And all is really well. And if, and everybody keeps saying, but what if, and what if, and well, just, I mean, Alcoholics Anonymous says one day at a time. Exactly. And sometimes it's one hour at a time. One moment. It's really, really one moment. People say one day at a time. I always say it's one moment at a time. And in, 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 everything I believe in spiritually is backed up by science. Science yes. has proven when you focus on something, you bring it closer to you. When you focus on what you want, you, you can actually with your mind prevent getting ill it's mind over matter and this is proven scientifically it is it's our mind we are much more powerful because we are not just human we have a body but we are not our body just like we have a car i think of my body as a vehicle for getting around in this dimension but i i am much more powerful than my body plus the body has the ability to heal itself naturally so there's so much that we um, what we limit ourselves by our thoughts. So it's no, I go out. I mean, I didn't go. Yesterday was the only day I didn't go out. I go out. I don't worry about it at all because I right. know that my mind is more powerful than any virus. So I truly know this. And when you know this, right, it doesn't bother you. Know it doesn't fear. You have no fear at all. But it is. This is. This is an awakening for the masses. It is. Understand what's actually happening in this world is that, you know, this is more of a fear pandemic than a virus pandemic, you know, because it is something that can be contained. It is something just like the flu attacks the elderly and the people with lower immune system, the same thing is happening with this particular virus. Maybe in maybe the symptoms are worse. I'm not saying it's the same virus as the, as the flu, but what I'm right. saying is that the effects on the population is the same because most people that even contract this, the, this virus, they get better. They yeah. heal. Because their body can fight it off. They're, 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 they're strong. Their body, their immune system is strong enough to fight it off like any other virus. So what we're going through is just, I was just like shocked to find out, wait a second, I can't even find, I can't even find a roll of toilet paper. I have, thankfully I have toilet paper in the house. I know, I know. I can't find toilet paper. I mean, it's, to me, it's like, it's, to me, this, what we're going through now is a wake up call to the masses. Like, wait a second, wake up. What is really going on and why? Ask ourselves these questions. Because if we compare this to other viruses, it seems like there's a new virus that comes down the pike every other year or so. And why are we treating this particular one differently? So it's just, these are questions I ask people to ask you know, and ask them an internal, more so an internal asking than, you know, some people are just, they, they're just married to the mainstream news. And they are. Yeah. And and it just keeps them in a state of fear and panic and fear, fear and panic and worry has never solved anything. So it's, it's, and all it does is lower your vibration. It lowers your immune system. When you're in a state of fear, 
you're actually more, um, you can <clears throat> catch it, the virus easier if you're in a state of fear versus if you're, you're not in a state of fear. So I keep hoping, you know, I, I see that things are changing. Our world is changing and it actually is changing for the better because there has to be <clears throat> a breakdown of the old for there to be a rebirth. That's what our political problems are, are showing us, I think. Yes. We're, we're seeing what doesn't work. And, and when you talk about uh, fear, I'd like to talk a little bit about the vagus nerve. I don't know if you've heard about that, but my, I have a third book for adults that's okay. called The Psychology of the Soul and the Paranormal. And I started studying the vagus nerve, which is your 10th and longest nerve in your body. Okay. And Darwin founded it in the 1700s or 1780, I think. Um, but it comes in at the top of your head. It goes around, it goes down your neck, neck it touches your amygdala, which is fight or flight or frozen. Okay. And, and then it goes around and goes into your heart and then down into your stomach. So when sometimes they say the stomach is the second brain, yes. it's because the stomach uh, triggers fear. It tells your brain danger, danger, and your heart rate goes up. Right. And, but that vagus nerve, if you know about it, I, I found that I started studying it because they were talking about it with people with panic or anxiety. Okay. And so if they could understand that they trigger their own panic um, and that they have this nerve that they really, it is their job to keep the nerve calm. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. for instance, um, for instance, take a little boy, Freud, there's a Freudian case where he was sitting on his father's lap. He's between three and four years of age and his father is sexually fondling him, you know, and um, he said, where's mommy and why is this happening to me? And why is daddy doing this? And why am I alone? And, and so a fight or flight, he can't run away. He can't fight his father. So he freezes. Mm -hmm. and they, we don't talk about a lot of what people have frozen in their cells. Right. And so, and then another thing happens. So all those feelings about, you know, he's angry at dad and everything goes into him. Right. And then mm -hmm. a cat walks in the room. Mm -hmm. And he displaces all this anger and rage at cats. Right. So then he comes into my office at 45 and he says, well, I'm afraid of cats, but I don't have any memory of a cat ever hurting me. And right. so we have to figure out why I'm afraid. Because right. when he sees a cat, his stomach tells his brain danger, danger, and his heart rate goes up and he's afraid. Right. So whatever people are, are living with now, their stomach is being triggered by whatever fear they have. Exactly. Exactly. And what they need to realize is all is well at this moment. And and I always think, what can I do now? What can I do? Well, I'm not supposed to go out. I'm not supposed to, you know, meet with people. Uh, although I do, I am seeing people um, on the phone, and they are coming in, and we're staying six feet away from each other. Mm -hmm. um, so what can I do? So this weekend, I'm going to paint my deck. Okay. <laughs> because it takes, it takes hours, right? Yes. And it'll take two days because I'll put two coats on it. And yes. then I'll go online and I'll talk to somebody or uh -huh. I'll call somebody or maybe some, one of my friends will come over. And, um, but what can I do? I can paint my deck. Right, 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 right. You can find something productive to do also. Um, but right. When you were talking about that nerve, I had not heard of that nerve. But one of the things, I don't know if you ever heard of heart math. Yes, I have. Okay. Heart math has shown with much scientific evidence that our heart is much more intelligent than our brain. And what we want to do is kind of understand that the heart is, so what we're feeling in the heart is more intelligent than the brain, but we want to have that heart and brain 
coherence, where they're in alignment. And for me, the best way to get my heart and brain in alignment is meditation, deep breathing exercise, you know, just quieting the mind and listening to that inner voice. Because a lot of times we all have that inner voice, but a lot of times we let our mind say, oh no, you can't do that. You know, you know if, if I, five years ago, when Spirit was telling me to start my show, which I had no idea how to, to launch an internet radio show at the time, right. and it was in the middle of the night when I got this uh, directive from Spirit, if I had listened, my mind would say, hey, go back to bed. You don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't. I followed my inner guidance. It's beautiful. So, yes. So if we can learn to quiet that mind, because it's the heart, what we're feeling in our heart should, should get, be, we should place more attention on what we're feeling in our heart than what our mind is telling us and try to quiet that mind. And whatever some if people like to do yoga, if exercising, if anything gets you into in the, the zone of yes. quieting the mind and just being present, just being present. And like you said, there's no danger in this now moment. So no. Yep. So there's nothing to fear. That's right. But you know, people that you talk about meditation and I work with people from alcoholic or dysfunctional homes and they have um, a higher cortisol rate usually than most people. Mm -hmm. So, so they activate faster uh, probably because, you know, their um, amygdala has been uh, touched for many times during their life. So mm -hmm. it's hard for them to meditate. So what I teach them to do is do something like gardening. Okay. Or do something like painting. I find yeah. painting is very relaxing to me. And I, I get a lot of, you know, conversation with my inner voice because yeah. all you're doing is, it's like yeah. ironing used to be. I don't yes. know if people can remember ironing. <laughs> I used to love to iron because okay. it, I, number one, it's beautiful when it's finished. Yes. And, um, and I just found it very, um, very soothing. So they yes. don't have to always just sit down and try to meditate because a lot exactly. of people have tried that. I used to have a cartoon in the office and there was an old monk and a young monk okay. and the old monk has his, his fra, uh, brow furrowed, you know, and he goes, nothing is supposed to happen <laughs> 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 and because they get so disappointed because, well, I'm not getting anything. Well, right, 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 so right. do something quiet and work yeah. out in nature and take a walk. Take a walk. Just Walking in nature know. is perfect. Yes. Walking in nature is perfect because nature really, when you're out in nature, nature is alive. You know, the trees and everything is alive and it is act there actually communicating with you. You may not realize what's happening, but when you're out in nature, I think walking in nature is perfect. For me, I actually enjoy cleaning. Do you? <laughs> Yes, I yeah. do. I enjoy well, yeah. cleaning. So just cleaning the house is something that works for me. Yes. yes. So everybody's got their favorite. Yes, 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 right? exactly. So and that's what I say to people. Find what works for you. Yeah. Um, you know, if meditation doesn't work for you, there's all kinds of, because there's active meditation, walking, walking, yeah. even cleaning, whatever you're, if you're doing something you enjoy doing, you're meditating. Well, let me tell you a story. I was watching Oprah. She has a show on Sunday at 11 o'clock on OWN on TV. Yes. And so she was interviewing this gentleman who was a spiritual expert. And about 45 minutes into the show, she said to him, how come I get good ideas in the shower? <laughs> and he said, I don't know. And uh, she said, well, people tell me it's because the hot water's hitting the back of my neck. 
Mm-hmm. And he said, okay. And, and I'm sitting in my family room saying, it's your vagus nerve. The okay. hot water is hitting your vagus nerve. Because we okay. have spiritual parts in our physical body. Yes. And the vagus nerve, I believe, connects with the silver cord. Okay. Which the Bible, if the silver cord is cut, that's when you die. Exactly. So exactly. when people leave their body uh, for an out-of-body experience or a near-death experience, yes. their, their soul is traveling up, going out the top chakra of their head, and they're leaving their body. Right. Just like, and the people that have near-death experiences, which is, um, you know, they're in a car accident or they're on a uh, operating table in a hospital, usually cardiac cases. Yes. And they leave their body and they have a near-death experience, some of them, where they visit um, their loved ones who are yes. deceased. And, um, and then they're told, it's not your time. You have to go back. Right. But, but when they come back into their body, and all you have to do if you ever are out there flying around is think, I want to go back in my body and you're in. You're back. So, yeah. um, because I had a client come in one time and he's talking about relationships. And then he says to me, you know, I leave my body at night and sometimes I'm afraid I can't get back in. Right. Mm, right. So I, and I'd never been taught about this in school. So I said, well, how do you usually get back in? He says, well, I just think about it and I go back in and I said, okay, well, keep doing that. Doing that. That works. (laughs) And then, and then I investigated and there is this place in Virginia, Mm -hmm. uh, which the name escapes me at the moment, but anybody can email me if they want to. Uh, Anyway, where they teach you how to leave your body. Okay. Because the founder was doing that years and years ago on a Sunday. Are you, are you thinking about the Casey and Casey? Um, no, Edgar, Edgar no. Casey is a good place. Yes. But um, it'll come okay. to me maybe as we're talking. Okay. Um, but anyway, uh, Robert Monroe. It's the Monroe Institute. Okay. Okay. I'm familiar it, with that too. Yes. Okay. Yes. Isn't it? It's great. Yes. So anyway, um, so it, we got him to go there. And um, he, he really um, had a wonderful spiritual life after that because I listened to him. Yes. And I try to teach therapists and anybody who's a natural therapist, like in your neighborhood, you listen to everybody's problems. Yes. Listen to what they're saying. And um, I had had a spiritual experience uh, you know, a couple of years before that. So I knew he probably was leaving his body, even though I didn't know very much about it at the time. Right. Uh, so I just believed him. He wasn't lying to me. And um, so you just, you know, try to find out about it if you need to, um, you know, help somebody with a problem like that. Yes. But I try to teach other therapists about, in fact, tonight I'm doing a webinar okay. on, on near-death experiences. So I do that for CEU.org and okay. people, um, therapists call in and they get two CEUs okay. from eight to 10 at night. And I'm in New Jersey, but people in California and Oregon and New York. They're right. all getting CEUs by staying home and, you know, just listening to my PowerPoint. Okay. So tonight, tonight's my first time on near-death experiences. So I'm really awesome. excited. Yeah, very good. Because a lot of therapists don't know about that people do leave their bodies and come back and they have this wonderful experience and they always, they all see the light yes. and they say they felt so much love, they want to go back. Yes. yes. And yes. so, and I don't know if you know, but 79% of people who have had near-death experiences get divorced. Mm, I think some, sometimes afterwards mm-hmm. because their family members don't believe it. Okay. I understand. I get, yeah. I understand that. Yeah. And they have yeah. such a different view of life. Life. They're yes. more spiritual because they know what happens. Yes. And they, and they felt the love of God and, and yes. their, and their loved ones. And, yes. uh, 
and they, they don't want to work so hard maybe and they're not interested in material things as much yes and also I, I've had lots of guests on here that has had near-death experience many many and many of them say that that experience that near-death experience or that out-of-body experience feels more real than this yes this experience yes because your soul is your yes. real self yes and your exactly. soul is having that experience right yes exactly and then you come back into this body and then you realize that you have a physical and a spiritual body exactly and but you understand that what you are is that soul is that essence that divine light and you're not just the body is just like i said it's a vehicle i think of it as a car yeah, it's no different than my car and yeah. and i've had many cars in this lifetime <laughs> you know and we have many bodies we life is eternal and we select many bodies you know and so once we leave and when people first of all and i've said this in the last few shows that i've done I've never in my life have been afraid of death. I've never been afraid to die. Like I said, when I was very young, from the time I was very young, I followed my inner guidance. And I, you know, sometimes people, you know, I would be like, quote unquote, the black sheep of the family, because why aren't you more like your brother? You know, I, that, I'm like, I'm me. Yeah, I didn't say that, couldn't say that, but I'm thinking that I'm yeah. me. And I knew, instant i knew from birth that there was a greater reality than this experience and so i i never was afraid of death so but when people truly embrace who they truly are you don't ever have that fear of dying and many pe people that have near-death experiences they never have that fear of dying they you know don't. they're like they're oh yeah i know it's nothing to die actually it's nicer you know kind of nicer but we're here i say we're here for a reason i know that if we're still here that we're our higher self our soul we're here for a, a specific and meaningful re reason and to find out what that reason is, reason is some people say well i don't know what my purpose is but i say the only way nobody can tell another person what their purpose is your purpose you have to go within and ask and when you're quiet or when you're doing something that you really enjoy, like painting or running or playing music, when you're in that really mindless state, doing something you really enjoy, tune in to why you're here. Because only your inner guidance, your soul, can tell you why you're here. Nobody else can, can tell you that. So That's I, one of the things I talk about in my third book, The Psychology of the Soul and the Paranormal, is how do you develop a soul? And you develop it through your life perspective. Yeah. Um, so I had a mother that married an alcoholic. I always wondered why we stayed because my mother was very smart and she worked. Yes. We could have left, but yes. she didn't leave. Right. And in alcoholic families, people are, um, they have an under, kids have an understanding of the alcoholic. Well, he drinks. I can see why he's the way he is. And we I say he because there's more male alcoholics in this country than female. But right. we don't know why she stays as kids. Right. Right? right and so so my job was to never be like my mother and stay right. which i didn't once i realized i was married to an alcoholic i got divorced right. and um and then i didn't know what i was going to do and i i thought should i because i was a secretary and i could type 100 words a minute and do all this stuff i thought i could get a job but do i want to go back to college maybe i want to go back to college so mm -hmm. i went to our local college here in red bank brookdale community and mm -hmm. they had a women's center okay and they sat me in this room 
and there were all pictures on the wall of women, which I'd never seen. Okay. Because they're usually pictures of men. Men, exactly. And I sit, and there's all these women around me, and they gave me this booklet, and I was supposed to stay for two hours and answer all these questions, which I did. And the first question was, if you had all the money and time in the world, what would you do? Mm, that's so I put, question. go to college. Yes. Because I really wanted to learn, and my father didn't believe in educating women. Mm. So then I went through all these questions, and I was very serious. And at the end of the story, it said, okay, go back to question number one and do it anyway. Mm, yes. Because that was, that was my sole purpose in coming here was to become educated. And then, yes. and then I became a reverend in the interfaith ministry because yes. I wanted to understand world religions. Yes. Because what were they fighting about? There's only one God. Yes. <laughs> right? Yes. So, so, so I hope somebody can see that I did, I didn't know I was developing my soul as I was learning all this. Yes. And then I took interest tests and they said, well, you know, you could be um, a therapist. Uh, first they said I could be a lawyer and I said, I don't want to be a lawyer. <laughs> so I want to be a therapist. So then I went to school and I took sales, psychology and art because those were the three things I, I, I um, came out highest in. Right. And, um, and then I got a degree in art therapy as a bachelor's and that my um, professor said, well, now what, what are you going to do for a master's? And I said, a master's. And he said, well, you can't eat on this bachelor's. <laughs> now, see, so I didn't even know how, what I needed. So I, I came out and there was um, an ad on his bulletin board and it was a art therapy convention in Catskills, in the, uh, okay. you know, one of the Catskills hotels. Yeah. In the next month, and I thought, I'll go there and I'll ask those art therapists what kind of masters to get. Right. So I did. And at lunch, I asked them and they said, you get a master's in social work. Okay. And I said, oh, okay, what does a social worker do? So I came back and I bought a book on social work. Uh -huh. I read half the book and I called Rutgers because I had to commute. And I said, I'd like to apply for September. No, this was in February. And they mm -hmm. said, um, I'm sorry, but we just closed our applications for September. Oh. And I said, oh, okay. I said, could you send me the application anyway? Because I wanted to see what it was, right? What right. you had to do. Right. So anyway, all you had to do was write a paper on why you could be a social worker. Okay. So I thought, I can write a paper. So I wrote a paper and sent it in anyway. Okay. And in June, I was accepted. Okay, very good. So very you good. see, you don't really have to listen. <laughs> when, well, when, you, when you come from an alcoholic and dysfunctional home, you don't really listen to adults anyway, because they never knew what they were talking about, because they were always <laughs> fighting, right? Uh -huh. So I didn't, I didn't listen. I thought, well, let me just send it in. Yes. Right? Yes. yes. And Carl Jung believes that chance rules. So if you, yes. if you take a chance, you, you may get it. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And you're exactly right. Follow your heart. And I love that question, that first question. If, if put everything aside, money, education, whatever, what, ask that question, what would you really want to do? With your time. That, with your time. And yes. that is the answer. That is your soul, you know, answering your question right there. All anybody has to do is go within and ask themselves that question. And it will, and I noticed that my whole, I mean, at first I was interested in journalism and I don't even watch the news now. Right. <laughs> when I was, yeah, I first went to school, I, I um, got a degree in communications. I was interested in journalism and then I got into computers and then I got interested in graphic design and it just, but I, I can see how everything I did let me, led me to this. 
Yes. Because it's just everything I've learned, like now I can create my own website. I'm, I'm able with the, my computer knowledge, do everything for my show on my own. You know, so it's just, you see, it all worked it, out. <laughs> it, it all led me to right here. So everything I learned is coming into play and I had no idea I would be doing this, but I know this is my passion. This is what I'm, I'm meant to do. Especially yes. it's I, we're, 2020, I just feel is we're going to see it, this um, pandemic that we're going through is just the first of many, many, many changes. And they're all going to be positive. Not, not, I want people to think that, oh my God, the sky is falling in. No, right. it's, it's just, it's, it's a birthing process we're going through because we have, it has to be a breakdown of the old so we can rebuild a new. Absolutely. And I truly believe, believe that's where we are in our history as humanity. It's time for us to wake up, remember right. who we are, and live a higher consciousness. Live from our higher consciousness and not, you know, the same old, same old is not getting us anywhere. War after war, you know, all of this is not getting us anywhere. So this as higher we, consciousness that you talk about is interesting because I, I think about that small voice, you know, that people have and sometimes they don't listen to it. Yes. I, I was in the city when, um, when weekend and um, went to a conference. So I had all my best clothes and my jewelry and I had my, I had a computer. I had a computer before most therapists had one. Uh -huh. And um, so I had all this stuff in the car and I was with a friend and we were in New York and we went down to Greenwich Village. We we're going to have lunch. Mm -hmm. So we parked the car in the street and I get this feeling. And I'm getting it now, I'm getting goosebumps. And um, the feeling said, this car is going to be robbed. Mm, wow. So I said to my friend, um, you know, I don't think we should stay for lunch. Let's just go home to New Jersey. We'll eat there. Okay. And she said, oh my, why not? We just got a parking space. Look, it's a sign. And, um, you know, we can go and we had, we've had a good weekend. Let's just have a nice lunch. So I did. Okay. <laughs> so when we got back to New Jersey, the trunk was empty. Uh, All my stuff was gone. Uh -huh. And I thought to myself, that voice should have been louder. And, <laughs> and, and then I thought to myself, no, you needed to listen more. Yes. yes right? Yes. yes you, you should have thought, right. We get that. <laughs> our inner voice speaks to us all the time. It and does. I think 90% of the time we ignore it. That's we let right. someone talk us out of it. Um, because you could have said, well, to your friend, you could have said, I hear you, but you know what? I have this intuition that we should go to Jersey. Right. There's good restaurants in Jersey. <laughs> I'm, I'm born, born and raised in Jersey. So, okay. But you see, I had to have that loss in order yes. to listen to the voice better. Exactly. Exactly. See? Because exactly. I didn't believe it until that time. Now, there's probably other times when I didn't listen to the voice either, but that time made an impression because I lost all my best stuff. Yes. See? Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> so it was a very, very good learning lesson that you don't want to go through again. That's so. right. That's right. You'll listen to that. That's intuition. consciousness that there's, yes. there's always this um, energy around you that is trying to show you where to go and what to do. Yes. And so yes. you need you need to be quiet in some way. If it isn't meditation, then yes. listen to music. Now, music really soothes the vagus nerve. Mm. Yes. And singing and humming. Yes. When you, it's the vibration of that nerve in your body. Yes. And that nerve touches every organ we have. Yes. Okay. And also when you talk about vibration, because I do listen to a lot of high vibration 
frequency in music just to soothe while I'm cleaning. I there wish you that's go. something, you know, when I'm when I'm when I don't have to focus on typing or writing or anything like that. I always have something that is of high vibration, a music or a tone, a high vibration tone in the background. Yes. Keeping me because it is truly about vibration. When you understand that everything is energy and it vibrates at a certain frequency, and you want to be at that higher frequency because that's how we actually experience what we're going to experience is from that frequency, that we yes. our core frequency. So it's so important. So I, when you said that, when you shared the story about only one time, I, I have not been in New York many times, but this, when I was living in New York and I was dating a gentleman and I was going to school in New York, I was going to Center for Media Arts. Um, for one year, I got a degree in um, engin um, audio engineering. And okay. um, I, I was dating a guy and he, I told him, meet me in the city and we'll have dinner. And it was his birthday. So I bought him this beautiful cashmere sweater and, and I had wrapped it very nice and put it in the trunk. So when we came out from the restaurant, of course, the beautiful yep. cashmere sweater was gone. <laughs> you know? so, yeah, so that's that. So I, I, I understand that. Um, and that was in the mid to late 80s that happened. So. Right. Yes, but I understand. I didn't get that instinct. Uh, it was a French restaurant. We went to a really nice French restaurant and I just felt, oh, so excited to go and then give him his sweater. And well, I gave him dinner. <laughs> <laughs> and your company. <laughs> and my company, yes, 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 yes. But very, it's so, but that is so true. Our inner voice, if we, that's why I say when we get into a, a a state where we're not are listening to the monkey mind is what I say. When that yes. monkey mind is just going blah 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 blah, quiet it. <laughs> Find whatever whatever you can do, like you painting, me cleaning, walking right. walking uh, in nature, just whatever gardening, whatever a person can do to quiet that monkey mind and listen to that inner voice. Because that inner voice is always, always, always talking to us. We're just not always listening. That's the thing. Another, another way that we can get that is through meaningful coincidences. Okay. So things um, that happen to you, um, and Carl Jung calls that synchronicity. So yes. a synchronicity, he had a famous case with um, a woman who was coming to him for about a year and a half, and he didn't think she was moving very well, but you know, we just take notes. And so he was there on a, on a June day and she was all excited because she had this dream about this black bug. Mm -hmm. So she was starting to explain the black bug to him and um, he, it was June. So he got stood up. It was hot. He opened the window to let some air in and this black bug flies in the window and lands on the carpet. Right. And she said, that's, that's the bug in my dream. That's the bug. And she gets all excited and he goes, really? And he looks at it. Now the bug is alive. Mm -hmm. It's a scarab beetle, and it's from Egypt. Oh, wow. Now that, that is a meaningful coincidence. Right? My goodness, yeah. And after that, because what was inside of her last night came outside of her today, right? Mm -hmm. Now, we're not all going to have a scarab meaningful coincidence, but right. something can happen like you lose your job. And you go to the post office at nine in the morning when you're usually not there because you're working and you meet somebody from second grade who has a company and he gives you a job. 
Right, 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 exactly, exactly. So, so those kinds of coincidences, which in Alcoholics Anonymous, which is a wonderful program for anybody who wants to stop drinking, yes. um, says it's God speaking to you. Yes. Those meaningful coincidences. Very so that's good. another way to develop your soul. And sometimes you get a message from a truck driving by and it says a statement or a song that comes on yes. radio. I had a gentleman, he was a Jewish guy, just culturally. He was not religious, but mm-hmm. so I would every once in a while, I'd sprinkle some spirituality into our sessions. And right. so after about a year, he comes in on a Saturday and his, he's supposed to be singing with his wife and his wife's not with him. So I said, what, what happened? Well, we had a fight, so she's not coming. But he said, you know what? It was a little late. So he said, something happened in the car. And he said, you're going to love this. I said, really, what? He goes, well. He said, we had this fight and I left and I'm thinking, I drive to New York City every day. I go to work. I make all this money. I give her a house and that she loves. And I've just had the kitchen done over. I do all this stuff. Right. And, and all we do is fight. So mm-hmm. what is the problem? He says. Right. Now, he doesn't really see God, right? Right. He says, the song came on the radio. Yes. And it was, all you need is love. Mm. And, and I guess it's a Beatles song. Yes. yes so yes. you would you would know. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, he said, and I realized that was my message for the day. And I said, yes. very good. <laughs> yes. This is so true. So yes. that was a meaningful coincidence. See? Yes. But yes. he wouldn't have picked that up if we hadn't, if I hadn't been. Yeah, every once in a while, I just gave him a story. And, yes. and he wanted to be more spiritual, but he just yes. didn't know how. Right, right. But that's so true. And I believe many of the Beatles songs are inspirational, like All You Need Is Love and Imagination. I mean, if you listen to the lyrics, they were very inspired. The Beatles, I mean, very inspired music. And yes, it's, 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 it's our loved ones. It's our higher self. It's our spirit team because we have a spirit team of of guides. We have angels. We're always surrounded and they're always trying to get messages to us. And in in truth, every moment is synchronistic. We just have to see the synchronicity in that moment. So yes. Yes. It has to hit you. Yes. Right. And wake you up. Yes. And that's what, that's what, you know, they talk about these awakening times. Well, what does that mean? Well, just pay attention. (laughs) Exactly. 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 And we all awaken differently. For me, my awakening, my big awakening moment was from science. That's why Ah. I talk a lot about science. Yes. It was quantum physics. I had studied spirituality, metaphysics, all through my teens, all through my twenties, all through my thirties. It was somewhere in my early forties where I watched What the Bleep. Oh, I love What's the Bleep. What the Bleep, a documentary about quantum physics. And I watched, but there was one sentence. Lynn McTaggart said, the biggest problem in the world today is the illusion of separateness, that we think everything is separate. That's the biggest problem in the world today. And when she said that, something woke up inside of me. Yes. say, yes. No, it wasn't an intellectual awakening. No. It was a heart and soul awakening. It was a gut reaction. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And I knew that statement was true. And I knew the thing that I knew that what would solve all of humanity's problems is understanding that we are all one, that we are all connected. That would solve all of our problems. And then after my son's transition, so that was 2007. 
is when I had that awakening, but my son transitioned in 2014, seven years later. And but six months after my son's transition, it was like spirit says, you got to start doing what you came here to do. And that is to inspire. And I say, I use the word inspire the world to awaken because I can't really give it to, I can't shake somebody awake. I can inspire them to go within and tap into that truth within all of us and then have their awakening. Because yeah. that, that awakening comes from within. Yeah, it really so, does. Yes. So that, you know, that uh, what's the bleep movie? That was yes. a great movie. Yes. Um, I, I was running spirituality groups at that time. Mm -hmm. And um, and we you only could see it in certain parts of the country. Okay. Um, and so uh, outside of Princeton um, was where they were um, filming this. So we all went and we all watched it, our spirituality group. So there were eight or nine of us. And and it was just wonderful because we had been studying all of that stuff. And yes. Dr. Emoto, I don't know if he's a doctor, but he's Japanese. Yeah, no, he is a doctor. Dr. Emoto. Is he? Yes. Okay. And he uh, wrote about the water crystals. Yes. And so, you know, holy water is just water that's been blessed. Blessed. Exactly. Right? Exactly. So anyway, he believed that this water, um, he said that when water froze, um, it became a crystal for like, I think it's only 60 seconds. And, um, and he said that every water crystal would be like every snowflake and all, each one would be different. Yes. And he wanted to prove that. Yes. So he got, and nobody, nobody cared. Right? Mm -hmm. So his wife uh, um, saved some money. She got him a walk-in refrigerator and these Petri dishes. Mm -hmm. And so then he, he got all this different water from around the world. Yes. And he froze the different water. So in his book, uh, Molecules of Emotion, I think it's called. No, no, it isn't called that. Well, it's E-M-O-T-O -O if you want to look it up. Anyway. Right, right. And right. Um, so, so all the different waters from the different countries, and he, he has it from New York City and Washington, D.C. and Philippine Islands. And they, they all the crystals look different. Right. Right. And so then he had um, Buddhist um, priests come and pray over yes. the water. Mm -hmm. And then that water looked different. different. Yes. And then he had water they ignored. Yes. Now yes. that water looked terrible. Right. Right. And I showed that in um, when I was doing groups for um, marital uh, couples. Yes. And I showed them when you ignore somebody, where his whole point was we're like 90 86 90 percent we're, we're, we're 75 to 80 percent water, water. Is and yes. he, would, he would actually write the words like in, in japanese i hate you on the on the vial uh, on the petri dish or i love you uh, and he, he found that the most beautiful crystals were from i love you and thank you love and gratitude love and gratitude with the most beautiful crystals yes yes so that's what he did at the yes. end right <laughs> so I tell my clients, so you can write that. You can write yes. love, you can yes. write prosperity, um, anything, and put your water bottle on it overnight. Well, now, I, I, I'm grabbing this now. Normally, see how I don't have the store-bought yeah. label on it? Normally, right. I do, I write. I take the store-bought water, I always buy spring water. I okay. take the label off, and I will put a label. It just happens I don't have it on this particular one, but I will put a label that says, I uh, I love you, uh, thank you, I love you. On yeah. all my water, I do, because it, it raises, what it does is raises the vibration of the water, and like you said, we are 90, I'm not 90, I think it's 75 to 80% water. Yeah, I'm not sure and, what it is. And, and so even I want to get a T-shirt made up, 
because just like my body had like the we put a label on the order i want to put a label on my body i love you and thank you thank you i love you i'm a t-shirt's made up just to wear that because i am water i'm mostly water so yes we are yes yes and yes. we all know that when we go for a walk on the beach we all feel calmer yes Yes, right. Yes. Yes. And yes. that's that's so. So that's another way that scientifically, but you can just learn from your gut feel about yes. um, about having some drinking water that could have a vibration that you need. Yes. 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 Very true. And even just saying thank you over your food because the food is made up of everything has life, and that life, if we thank, we thank the food for nourishing our body. Just yeah. saying thank you and I love you to your food before you eat. You're raising the vibration of the food. It's all it's all about vibration. Yeah, I love Dr. Emoto's work. He just recently, not too long ago, a year within a year or two, passed away. Dr. Oh, did he? Yes. I'm He's not with us anymore. Dr. Emoto. Yes, yes, yes. Because he had those water cards too, where you could yes. see all the different um, types yes. of water and. Um, and when the children sang over it, it was a wonderful yes. book. Yes, yes, yes. It's very, his work was, is amazing. And his work has really proven the power of our words and the power of our intentions. Yes. But even our words have power. So right. when you say words like, I hate you, you know, it, that has energy, that has power. And that does something. Yes. 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 I was talking to a parent today. And um, she was feeling guilty about how she hadn't done something right with her kids. And I said, you know, I've read that when you go to heaven, um, if your intent was to be good and you did something wrong, you're not, that's not held against you because your intent was to do good. And so I want you to know as a parent, your intent has always been to do good. Yes. And this child has DNA from other people you don't even know. Mm-hmm. as your husband's DNA, and right, you're right. sitting there like you are the only person that has affected this child's life. Right. Mm-hmm. And so if your intention has been and is to be a good parent, I want you to pay attention to that because that is what is important. Yes. Very true. And um, so, so intention really is, and then guilt. Guilt is only to, to be felt, I believe, for the moment that we realize we did something wrong exactly and then we fix it and we don't do that wrong again exactly but but we don't um hold on to us obsess over that for years and years and years Yes. because that's self-punishment yes and that's repeating the act over and over it's like okay oh like oh i made a mistake i don't want to make that mistake again let me apologize let me do what i can do to correct that mistake but the guilt is just carrying that mistake with you forever for you know it's like no you 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 forgive and forgiveness like we were talking about loving love starts with Loving yourself, forgiveness starts with forgiving yourself. You forgive yourself so you have forgiveness to give to others. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very important to write. I always tell them, write a guilt list. And maybe you want to put it in a book. It's so long. But Mm -hmm. all these things that you feel guilty about, and then let's talk about them. Mm -hmm. Because that we have to get rid of if we're going to develop a positive consciousness. Yes. Yes, we have to release that. It's like you were saying, our cells have memory, yeah. cellular memory. And we want to release that cellular memory so we can raise our consciousness. So that, yes, and raise our vibration 
and raise our consciousness, they go hand in hand. But we do have to release all that cellular memory um, to do that. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And, and that's what no we do in therapy. We just talk about these things that normally you don't talk about. Yes. Um, yeah. And I find people with obsessive compulsive disorder, when they come in, they really don't like to talk about what they obsess over because it's going to make it worse. No. Okay. If mm -hmm. you talk about what you obsess over, it makes it go away. Mm-hmm. Because we bring it to the light, shine it, and we, and we and we pull it apart. You were right? just reading my mind. <laughs> we shine a light on it. We shine a light on it. When you shine a light on something, it emerges and transforms. That's why you, you don't push it away. You don't try to pretend it doesn't exist. You shine a light on it, and it transforms. Right. Right. Shine the light of it on it. You, we were reading. You were reading my mind. <laughs> yes, very, very true. Now, please, Karen, share with our listeners how they can find you and how they can get a hold of your books, especially the one I love. This one for my grandson. I have this for my grandson. So, please share with our listeners how they can find you. Okay. Well, you can find me on um, Amazon for the books, and there's three of them there. Um, Grandma, what is a soul? You're not finished yet. And the psychology of the soul and the paranormal. Mm -hmm. um, and the paranormal talks about mediumship and going to mediums or psychics. And yes. um, when people are in chronic grief, I send, I strongly suggest they go to a medium and I have a list of mediums okay. uh, that I trust. And so, and then they find that their loved one is still there. Yes. And the chronic grief goes away. It's wonderful. Yes. Um, and then you can always email me at Karen, which is K A R E N at Karen Herrick, H-E-R-R-I-C-K.com. Okay. And, um, and I will answer emails and um, any questions that you might have. Um, so the books can be ordered by Amazon. We do have Psychology and the Soul at the office. And the phone number here is 732-530-8513. And we're selling that book for 25 they're selling it on Amazon for 35. So for a while, you'll get a deal if, if you want to mail yes. that to you. Yes. And, um, and you can get it all through Amazon and you could read the reviews of the book mm -hmm. because many people have reviewed them and um, you can see if they would be helpful to you. And the first one is about alcoholism. What is an alcoholic? What is social drinking and living in an alcoholic home, the roles that children take on and then how we can help those roles as we get to be an adult because we don't want to stay stuck in those roles that our family has taught us and yes. that's part of developing your soul also yes exactly exactly and when you were saying about mediumship i knew well see i was blessed to know when my son transitioned that he wasn't gone but i was and i wanted a mediumship reading but i wasn't going to go looking for a medium and so i started this show didn't know at that time when my son transitioned I would start this show, but in doing the show, I've had mediums on, and uh, I was recommended, I don't know if you're aware of Suzanne Giesman. Yeah, she's good. She, she's excellent. So she was my guest. And oh, after, nice. Yes, after I had her as my guest, she gifted me a reading on my son's birthday, and oh. it was so amazing that we actually have my son's voice on tape from that reading. That's yes. wonderful. That's amazing, yes. Yes, yes, yes. And no, more people need to know about that. Yes, 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 yes. Very How old was your son when he transitioned? He was 29. Ah. Yes, 
he was 29. But well, I'm sorry for your loss, but I, I really like what's happened since. Yes. Well, he, I know he's not gone. And I was blessed to know that at the time he, he was leaving, he was just leaving his body. He wasn't going anywhere. And it was a soul plan that he and I made. I was reading mm -hmm. Your Soul's Plan and Your Soul's Gift by Robert Schwartz, the month he, the last month of his life while he was on life support. Beautiful. Was, so, and I knew, I knew, so I actually was at peace when he transitioned. So, yeah, I that's knew, beautiful. Yes, yes. That's a lesson that really, I mean, I'm so glad that you're doing the work you're doing. Thank you. I, I feel, like I said, I couldn't do anything else because it's just, my soul is saying, this is what you must do. And I'm, I love what I'm doing. I love doing the show. I love now I'm actually doing talking. I do uh, public speaking at local places like Unity Churches and UU Churches, Unitarian Universalist Churches, um, spiritual centers, local spiritual centers. So now I'm actually stepping out and doing more public speaking, which is great. Beautiful. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for being my guest. I have to thank Sonia for introducing us. She's amazing. That's actually how I met Sonia was through, well, not necessarily through Suzanne, but through another friend of mine, but that whole electronic voice phenomena where my yes. son came through, yes. that is, that's how I got in touch with Sonia. And my son has come to, to Sonia many times. I have images of my son from Sonia, like at least eight. To 10 images. So most people don't know you just would Google EVP, yes. which is electronic voice phenomena, if you want to find out more about that. Yes, yes, very true. I've done a couple of shows on that. I've had the Soul Phone Foundation on, okay. I've had AR uh, Afterlife Research Institute on. I've had a lot of shows that deal with communicating with our loved ones via electronic means. Yes. So I believe, I truly believe that we are very close to having a device in our hand that we can actually use to communicate with our loved ones. I, I believe that's within the next 10 years, honestly. Yeah, Gary Schwartz is doing that. Yes, Gary I'm was Arizona. Guest. Yes, Gary was on my show. Also Mark, phone. yes, Mark Pitstick, is, who's part, in partnership with Gary, and um, Craig Hogan from yes. AREI, so, and uh, Sherry Pearl, Sonia Rinaldi, I've had them all on because I really believe that once we're able to communicate, and I believe it's coming, just like, I mean, if you think about 1900s, who would believe in the 1900s that we're walking around with a phone that right. we can connect, and, and it's not even just a phone, it's a computer in our hand. That's right. But we're walking around with a computer in our hand, you know, a hundred years later. They would not not believe it, but I believe within 10 years, we will be able to communicate with our loved ones by technology, which is great. And until that, they can go to mediums. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yes. Trusted ones, like Suzanne Giesman, yes. That's right. Yes. Thank you so much. This has been amazing, and you're not far, so um, maybe one day I'll get to Jersey and we can actually have lunch. We won't eat in New York. <laughs> and we will not. <laughs> and we'll have an empty trunk. Yes, yes. I would love to do that. And thank you so yes. much for having me. Thank you. Thank you so much for being my guest. Thank you. This has been wonderful. Hi, I hope day. you enjoyed that conversation with Karen. Remember, she is the author of Grandma, What is a Soul? And it's a children's book, which I think it's great 
to have conversations with children about what happens after we transition from this life. I think it's wonderful to have those conversations with our children and our grandchildren. Um, also, I wanted to mention on my website, I am offering a free mentoring session. Um, for anyone interested, all you have to do is go to my website. It is awaketowonenessradio.org. And you can just email me, let me know you're interested in a free mentoring session. I also am going to be hosting Zoom gatherings, Zoom meetings again, every uh, on Thursdays, the fourth Thursdays of the month. So the next meeting will be April 23rd, Thursday, April 23rd at 8 p.m. Eastern. If you're interested, you can just go to my website and let me know that you're interested to be a part of that group session. Also on my website, you can find free online events. Um, you can just click on that tab and it will show you a list of the current free online events. Right now there are six, but it does it changes weekly. So uh, check it out. And also I'm asking if you um, are inspired to pledge a dollar or $5 a month towards the support of the show. It's completely nonprofit. Um, I do everything um, <clears throat> from my heart and it is my passion. I will continue to do it, but a little financial support could be helpful. Okay, thank you. I appreciate all of you. Namaste. Have a wonderful weekend. Namaste. <laughs>